why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, no. No. No, you. You complete me. Welcome to Nerd Stalking Episode 5. Tonight we're pitting two comic icons against each other. Dazzler versus Matter Eater Lad. What? No, just kidding. It's uh, Batman versus Superman. But first, in this corner, the nerds. We have Chad. Holy strawberries, Batman. We're in a jam. We have Jackie. Silence. She's not here yet, actually. She's on her way. And we have Ross. This looks like a job for Superman. Up. Up and away. What happened to your voice there? You started, yeah, that was like, a Bud Collier. You started was, in adolescence. Yeah, well, that's, I was, uh, we're going to reference that later on, so it's a little, right. little preview. We're talking Batman versus Superman. So who wins that fight? Superman. Well, no contest, Superman. Yeah, Superman. So would you movie's like over. <laughs> would you like exactly. to argue that Spoiler. point? Spoiler. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> would you like to argue that point? Not really. Uh, Superman I, I, is a god, and Batman is a guy in a suit. Batman's crafty, and I'm sure he can make use of some kind of uh, uh, Superman's weakness. Apparently, if you flutter a red cape in front of Superman, he has no choice but to charge it. You could use that. <laughs> use that against him. So is he always so, chasing himself Yeah, like yeah a, a windy dog, day. A windy yeah. day is really bad it's like Superman. a dog chasing his tail. <laughs> He can use kryptonite, I'm sure, but uh, it's Superman for crying out loud. Well, in the comic book, I think Batman defeats Superman only because Superman isn't willing to kill. But because exactly. of Man of Steel is proven otherwise, I guess that's right out the window. He'll just break his neck. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> After throwing him through 2,700. Batman's buildings. like, why are you hugging me? <laughs> Not hugging you. I'm about to break your yeah, neck. I'm just going to break your neck. <laughs> well, Batman does have that utility belt, right? With shark repellent. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's not going to do any good on a Superman. Yeah, yeah. There's no Superman repellent. With an ultraviolet light so that he can see hidden messages and <laughs> books? No, I don't think that's going to work. Maybe Superman repellent. He takes kryptonite, Ooh. he puts it in an aerosol, Ooh. and he reaches for it, but he left it in the, in the car. Oh, darn. <sighs> I, I, I kind of uh, compare it to like Superman. Like Superman will have powers that will just appear out of nowhere. Like He's, never had, those of mortal he's never had them before. And you'll never see him use him again, right? Well, it depends. Are you talking about the movies? Well, I don't know. Just Superman in general. Well, actually, but. the comic books are rife with that. You know, they had all kinds of situations where he they would invent a new power just for that issue, and then it would disappear. In the movies, uh, you know, you have Kal El comes down to the plant, like with Christopher Reeve, the first Superman movie. He comes down. He works at his his powers. He learns how to run fast. He learns how to jump far. Then he learns how to fly, and so on. And then in Superman 2, Zod and his team, Non and what's the girl's name? Um, played by Sarah Douglas, if that <laughs> helps. <laughs> yeah. You know, man hater. So they come down, they're there for like 20 minutes, and suddenly Zod is like, has a tractor beam off the tip yeah. of his finger, and he can lift cars. Right. Well, before that, they, were, they arrive on, on the moon, and they're talking, no atmosphere, <laughs> and right. breathing, no atmosphere. Uh, so yeah, they kind of threw. But uh, the background of that is, if you watch the Superman two cut of Richard Donner's, none of that's in there. Yeah, that was all added by Richard Lester. And the reason, even though seventy five percent of Superman two was shot by Richard Donner, they had to reshoot it with Richard Lester because in the Directors Guild, you can't get a director's credit unless you direct more than fifty percent right. of a movie. So they reshot all kinds of things that shouldn't have been reshot, right. including the horrible Fortress of Solitude where he peels off the Superman symbol on his chest the red and throws it like gel. a blanket. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It looks like a light gel. Right. I mean, that's just... Another magical power thing from that, Superman exactly, that you'll that, never see again. Yeah. And uh, the kiss. The kiss uh, that made her forget. Right. That wasn't Richard Donner. Uh, Superman 2 was originally going to end with him turning back the clock. I saw the Superman 2, the Donner cut, yeah. Uh, in preparation for this, I'd never seen it before. And uh, it really is a different film. Completely yeah. different. It's funny. like Richard Lester, I swear to God, I know he did Hard Day's Night and, and uh, did he do Help? I'm not sure, but he did a lot of, the, he did a couple of Beatles movies. Oh, he did that and he did Spice World with Spice Girls. Um, Richard Lester is a hack, at yeah. least as far as Superman goes. Superman 2, he introduced ridiculous things like this ice cream blowing into the guy's face, 
the guy talking on the yeah. phone that falls over and well, slides. Well, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, one thing that really struck me is, and I read it afterwards that that scene was cut, is is Zod and his team go to Metropolis and they're wreaking havoc. They want to draw Superman out, right? So one thing is they do is they blow. They're blowing yeah. down the street and shit's falling and, and, and wrecking. And in the Donner cut, it's a very serious... Yeah, the whole thing is ser- supposed to be serious because Zod is wreaking havoc. Here's yeah. Zod, the bad guy, uh, uh, banished to the Phantom Zone by uh, Superman's dad, um, Jor-el. Jor-el, exactly. Yeah, but you know he's wreaking havoc and there's damage and it's and scary, right? And in the Donner cut, it's like that, right? Stuff's falling over, buses are are crashing, and Superman's got to save him. But in the Lester uh, cut, it's like uh, it's the like guy's toupee is. It flies off. There's a guy on the phone, and yeah. it's blown over, and he's still talking. And he's still talking. He's just it's sliding just away. away. Yeah, it's like like you said. It's all, suddenly it's a hard day's night. Exactly. Right? And uh, I hate Richard Lester for that. the The annoying thing to me as a Superman fan and a comic book fan yep. is Superman Two got better reviews than the first Superman. They're like, oh, we we're done with the origin story. Now we can get into the action. Oh, isn't this great? And you know what? It's funny. Who wouldn't laugh at an ice cream in the face? In a, in a hurricane wind. Mm. And I just hate that. Good afternoon, Mr. President. Sorry I've been away so long. I won't let you down again. Superman was boring. I loved So Superman. when I was, like, it came out in 80? 78. 70, What's wrong with you? 78. Yeah, that is really... You're so compa- I'm seven years old. You're crossing the line out. now, Chad. And yeah. it was boring. because oh the, the, There was great boring. moments. Superman's boring. No. The credits hold on, flying hold on. in. Yeah. The opening opening titles were great. The yeah. childhood Superman was great. Like the boy in the school and the running in next to the train. All that yeah. stuff was great. But then, I don't know what happened is, after... When you know, prior to the turning the world backwards and the the Hoover Dam cracking, yeah. all it just became like this endless. It was like they could have cut twenty minutes out of that movie. Mm. And as a uh-huh. kid, it was just kind of like I just found it dragged. So Batman kind of has the same thing where just pull anything out of his utility belt. The something what I need. Utility something belt. what I need. Something yeah. what I need. Right. They downplayed that, I think, in the uh, Christian Bale movies, but certainly um, in the TV show, he would always pull something out of that. Well, right. I found that the Christian Bale movies spent more time talking about Bruce Wayne yeah. than Batman. So yeah. they didn't have time to talk about gizmos. Okay, we spent all our money on the car. This is probably going to get us into a lot of trouble with our audience, but uh, I'm kind of done with the Christian Bale movies. I, I, mm. well, after all said and done, the second one is a brilliant movie, and I love Heath Ledger, and that the first 10 minutes makes you realize how incredibly smart it is, but it doesn't really hold up to repeated viewings. Everything's too neat. He would have had to plan everything months ahead of time and have it execute perfectly for this whole movie to work. And it doesn't, in the end, it, it kind of just sort of doesn't leave me with a great taste. I'm glad that there's a new Batman. I will compare the Christian Bale Batman movies to the Matrix movies, ah. where the first one was really good. The car was really cool. And then they just got worse until I didn't want to watch them anymore. Yeah. Even though the third one has the best James Bond scene ever. And should have been used in a James Bond film. The whole plane at the beginning where they hoisted it on the other helicopter. Oh right, and they with turn Bane it, and they yeah, yeah. clear it out, and they oh, that was an amazing. Yeah, that was like, that was an awesome scene. Oh look who's joining us! Oh, it's Fashionably Jackie. Late. Fashionably <laughs> it's late. Jackie. That should be the name of the show. With her entourage, everybody, her, please be quiet. And her crinkly paper. Your lunch. gold chains oh, are just... rattling too loud. <laughs> Speaking check, of check, Batman. Check. <laughs> Yeah. Who, who's who's which the, we just were just the best Batman. ten seconds ago? Who's the best Batman? The Michael best Keaton. Batman. You think Michael Keaton? Because his eyes were haunted. What are you? I'm Batman. Except See, he had '80s hair. It was a very unfortunate. That's because the movie was in the '80s. See, I think matter. Clooney. Up until now, Clooney was the best Batman in the worst movie. No. 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 And I think that no, Ben Affleck will now be the George best Clooney's, and I think George Clooney's a great actor, but his style of acting up until that movie, and including ER, was hunched shoulder, look down, kind of a bit of a smile on his face, shaking his head while he talked to somebody. It's very, it's just boring. He was Is a it? terrible Batman. He was a terrible Batman. No, he was a Wayne. little. Maybe he just he just looked better. Predictable. In, he acted better in a film that was so bad. Really bad. I'm going to freeze you now. Oh, come yeah. on. The hockey segment? That was just cinematic genius. <laughs> yeah, all the bad guys on skates because they arrived oh, I like skates. I like the fact that they just have to bang their feet together and blades came out. Yeah, that was, that was that 
just Hockey in case. Like that. No. And now, and then just clink. Yeah, except then they've got like because the there might be a spontaneous game of shinny flying out over the second. tops of buildings. Okay, never mind. I yeah, forget yeah. I said it. Thank you. Stay cool, bird boy. I will uh, say that I think Ben Affleck is going to become the best Batman. Ever. See, I think by I, default. Uh, no, no, I think I think he really he looks like Batman. He looks like Bruce Wayne. See, my favorite Superman is George Reeves. And Ben Affleck is like the Batman version of George Reeves. And ironically, he played George Reeves in a movie. That's right. Ho- Hollywood Land. Land. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was actually brilliant in that. I, uh, from what I've seen well, so well, far, I would agree. Did you just say Ben Affleck was brilliant? Yes. It was. It was a great movie. It was great in that movie. Yeah. No, it was Affleck. a fantastic, fantastic movie. And I think you could be right. We'll have to wait until Thursday. That's right. I think you could be right. But, you know, I think Adam West has uh, gotten a bad rap. It's not his Adam fault the take on the show was campy. He's the Batman of my childhood. Exactly. I had nothing against. I think his Batman was brilliant. Yeah. You know, and I can still watch those shows. I remember people used to say he was really overweight. But if you look back in the shows, he wasn't overweight. He wasn't sculpted, but that, he wasn't overweight. But that's what Strong like was in those days. That, well, yeah. That was like, I mean, you know. you know, look at George Reeves, your favorite. Mm-hmm. He wore padded. A padded costume. Point. Not always, no, no. though. Actually, every single show. No. Yes. No. Yes. Some of them, yes. No, all. All? all including the uh, Superman the Mole Man, his cinematic debut. Really? Yep. Padded. Padded. So, here's the thing. Yes. When uh, uh, Superman is the very first comic book superhero. Yeah. 1938, Action Comics number one, June, I think. Exploded on the scene. The first issue sold... Whatever they printed, they sold. The next issue sold even more. The following, I mean, it was a phenomenon. I found a great. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but uh, it won't be the no, first time. Do. No, please do. It won't you're be the not. last time. You're not I saw a great comic. Someone what happens drew. if I interrupt you? It says, yeah. I'm it's just going to interrupt everybody interrupt all the time. It's Superman, and he's got the car over his head in the old action comic. That's action comic. But, but he's smashing the Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, Marvel in the 70s did Spider Man. Doing the same thing. There's a there's one of Spider-Man th- throwing the car just like Superman was doing. It's right. an iconic image. But uh, so, uh, you know, a year later, 1939, they say we need another superhero character. Batman comes along. But Superman just blows everybody away. There's no question that he is the biggest thing since sliced bread. Right. He gets a radio show with Bud Collier, who was a master at giving a a, a, a voice distinction between Clark Kent and Superman. So he would say. Uh, you know, just as Clark Kent, this looks like a job. He had this really meek voice. This looks like a job for Superman, but he changed it right in the middle. Right. And then he would say, up, up and away. And he would just completely sold you. He was brilliant at it. So there was radio. There was the Flesher cartoons. Did he do the voice for the cartoons? Yes. Uh, yes, he did the, for the Flesher they were, cartoons. They're still brilliant. We still watch them. They're, they're gorgeous. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous cartoons. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. The infant of Krypton is now the man of steel. Superman. So the Superman Japa was a phenomenon. <laughs> so he he had uh, he had a daily newspaper. He had comic books. He had a radio. He had Flesher cartoons, which played in the cinema, but no movies. Mm. Who gets the first movie? Serial Batman, played by a overweight twenty-three-year-old whose utility belt is up around his armpits like Grandpa Batman. <laughs> Batman gets into the movies first. And in fact, both Batman serials come out before the first Superman movie. Which it was a different time. People wore yeah. their belts a little higher. Uh, really high. It was a different time. Really high. See, I was going to say about the weight thing, that they picked on um, George Reeves for being overweight and Shatner for being overweight. Today, people are so overweight that we look back and we think they were so thin. But people back then weren't as fat as they are today. Exactly. But, you know, in Adam West and George Reeves' uh, defense, they didn't wear a girdle like Shatner did. Shatner wore a girdle. Did he, didn't, it. Was it just for the third season? Yeah. Yeah. But he also had bigger season. sideburns. That's so it kind of much bigger out. sideburns. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't hate the sideburns, man. No, it just it didn't look right. It looked, it, it, suddenly, the, the militaristic or the military style haircuts, the very clean look of the first year and the second year, gave way to this anything goes in third year. Where the hair's all over the place and big bushy sideburns. And anyway, we're getting off topic. What's kind of funny is uh, they were supposed to be pointy. That was supposed to be regulation star uh, They sideburns. were, but they were bushy. Right. They were 1968. In the books, they actually referred to the regulation sideburns. They're like turning into mutton chops. Is that what <laughs> yeah. you're saying? Virtually. Virtually. <laughs> He's turning into John Seagram. Yeah. You're out of uniform. You shaved. Um, talking about the look of them for the new movie coming up, uh, it's kind of interesting that they have. The suit that uh, Affleck's wearing is so buff. 
Like he looks like a that's like him. a weightlifter. And yet it's the and best. And Superman is not quite so. He's more lean, right? He doesn't look uh, like. Exactly. Actually, I think yeah. I think uh, I think Henry Cavill looks uh, extremely buff. He's a funny guy because he's he's so muscular, incredibly that muscular. it makes him look less muscular. It makes yeah. him look small. Maybe that's I found that in Man of, Man of Steel but the same way. He's actually shorter than Affleck. Yeah, but I have to say the costume that Affleck's wearing in this movie coming up is the best Batman. Not costume. the armored one, the no. other one. The the one the that's sort of clothy, the short gray, ears. with the short ears, is almost straight out of uh, Dark Knight Returns, which I guess uh, this movie's taking some um, plot beats from. Well, that's where they he fights Superman. Exactly, uh, mm-hmm. in the same armored suit that you see in the trailer. Uh, but that that suit he wears, the cloth suit, is perfect to me. I right. hated this the the sculpted latex uh, suit, especially the uh, Joel Schumacher versions. With so Affleck's actually wearing a cloth. It's fabric. It looks cloth anyway. Probably isn't, but it's like it looks it looks more textured, like a cloth with a rubber on top of it, or something. a little bit, yeah. But it's gray as well. It's not black. Like mm-hmm. every Batman costume up until now has been black. And the other thing I hated about the uh, the, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies is. The, they never got the suit right. The suit looked awful, and the the cape looked like a black velvet curtain. Hmm. <laughs> I just I love the the Batman Returns. You mentioned that Michael Keaton. That was that was the, my next favorite costume. That is, it's very uh, Art Deco. The uh, the chest muscles aren't you know meant to look like muscles. It's got this like. Was uh, Batman in that movie? Because I don't remember Catwoman. That's all I remember. Is really, Michelle Pfeiffer was in that, right? Yeah, he would have been the right age. <laughs> uh, yes, he was. Um, and and then the second best costume of all time. Hmm. It occurred to me, speaking of Michelle Pfeiffer, that in Hairspray, the star of Grease 1 co-starred with the star of Grease 2. Ooh. Oh, Interesting. Amazing. It all comes back to Grease for you, doesn't it, Chad? <laughs> Grease lightning. I just love Grease that I'm sitting here listening to you guys discuss fashion. Yeah, exactly. Well, I got a lot to say about fashion. Batman fashion, specifically. What would you prefer we speak about? No, I think it's awesome. His stock options. I love it. I love it. <laughs> The galactic stock market has dropped 1,000 points. Say, boys. Newsflash. The empire has gotten bogged up in there. What about this empire, boys? But what do you think about Jeremy Irons' costume? What do you think about that? Who's Jeremy Irons? I think she's baiting us. Is Jeremy Irons, is he the one in the English patient? (laughs) No. He was in Reversal of Fortune. Yes. Was that the sequel to English patient? (laughs) (laughs) And he's in the terrible Dungeons and Dragons movie. That's the prequel to the English patient. (laughs) He's Alfred. Is that the one with Tom Hanks? Is it really? Is yes. Jeremy Irons He's playing Alfred? Alfred. Yeah. I can't that believe you guys per- didn't that is, know that. That yeah. is perfect casting. It is. Really? I yeah. think of Alfred. Michael Caine. In the no. same way if that I think of. you want to speak like Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Only the only reason Michael Caine was in those movies was to get teary-eyed and talk about how you know Bruce needed to give this up so that he could be a normal person. He didn't really support Bruce slash Batman mm. the way that Alfred traditionally does. You know, in the Dark Knight Returns. He does uh, emergency field dressing. He's a former, you know. I like Alfred in, the, services or, in Gotham. Uh, the Gotham version of Alfred is pretty cool. He's like a Cockney thug. Yeah, but he's like special services guy. Yeah. He's the, he's very capable. He's the yeah. one who's ready to get his hands dirty and keep Bruce. Which is so safe. far from the uh, uh, Alfred from the from the sixties TV show. It was just like the <laughs> doddering guy who just kind of uh, fumbled. The funniest, the best ones. Terribly were, myopic too. Didn't he have like really thick glasses? Was very he? thick. But the best ones were in, whereas he pretended to be Batman so that uh, Adam West could be Bruce Wayne. Oh, they could yeah. stand side by side. And there's a guy with a white out <laughs> mustache or awesome. makeup over the mustache. Well, they were good with that because Caesar Romero exactly. also <laughs> used to paint over his I mustache. Know. They refused to shave it. Yeah. An old girl made him, He's still my favorite Joker. Oh yeah. I'll take I'll take Caesar Romero over Heath Ledger any day. I'll take uh, Mark Hamill from the. I was gonna series. say Mark Hamill's pretty great Joker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I had a list of the villains that each character uh, have come up against. I dare you to pronounce the Mister Mister Mistlepick. Mistlepick. What? Mr. Mistlepick. Is that Mixel, how you say it? Yeah. Mixlepick. Yeah. Mixlepick? It's not Mr. that easy. Yeah, there's lots more, no, there's easy. more consonants in there. No, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Say it backwards. Let's just do this for <laughs> half an hour. I don't no, want to yeah. disappear no, yeah, back yeah. in my dimension, yeah. so I'm not going to say it backwards. You know, you know the character. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so the I have a list. Of the villains of Batman kill me, but Superman doesn't have quite as colorful a, a rogues gallery of villains. But uh, for Batman, well, of course, you've got, you know, 
Batman's arch enemy is the Joker and Superman has Lex Luthor. Yeah. But uh so uh he has an Bat- essay to read. Batman villains. We have Calendar Man who commits crimes corresponding to significant dates. Mm-hmm. But he's not sense. to be confused with Holiday who commits crimes corresponding with holidays. Yes. Well, correct. maybe do they ever work together? No. I don't know. I don't uh, think are you so. referring to the uh, uh Dark Victory and uh don't ask me for details. What about Agenda right. Man? Is there an Agenda Man? <laughs> That's, exactly. Is there a moleskin man? There's a clock Schedule game. man? Is we're, there? Get, we're, we're, we're sidebarring here. Go ahead. Uh, the Clue Master, a former game show host who turned to crime. Mm-hmm. Reminds me kind of of the Riddler. Uh, bag of Bones, exposed to radiation and turned into a living x-ray photo. Uh, these are all, but these are, these are not Some are villains. 40s, some are 80s, some are 90s. So I didn't these are the dates, comic book villains. Yeah. Yeah. These are the ones he's gone up against. Yeah. But Batman. Big, are these major characters? No. Major. I don't know about major. Like, like guys who ran into Great Lakes Avengers. Or? Like Egghead and King Tut. <laughs> well, hang, Egghead hang on. Don't get ahead. Surprise. Excellent. Don't get ahead of me. We have uh, Bizarro Batman, of course. Of course. Bizarro who? Bizarro Batman. There's no Bizarro Batman. I guess there was. Oh, there and was. the fact, I think I remember seeing. No, that, I remember Bizarro like, Superman. That like was a big. Well, he's a big character. Yeah. Well, Bill has found like the characters that nobody knows. It's it's the gallery of vague villains. No, but that's I mean this is the point, right? Is that the point is, it is kind of point. I'm not saying these are the greatest minds of cr- criminology that Batman has gone up against. This is just a list of None of them great, have doctorates by the this way. This is not an exhaustive list either. Just, these no. are All just the ones. best villains have advanced degrees. These are the just ones that have popped out. I like this one, the Condiment King. <laughs> His real name is Mitchell Mayo. And he uses various condiments, which sometimes cause anaphylaxis. Do you have Killer Moth on there? I'm not sure. Let me go through the list. Right. I have Dr. No-Face, who only wanted to invent a device to eliminate a facial scar, but ended up erasing his entire face, which I hate when that happens. I know. Mm-hmm. I have a nickel. <laughs> yeah. You got a gorilla boss, sentenced to the gas chamber, but his brain ends up in the body of a gorilla. I'm not <laughs> sure it would. That happened to me last week. <laughs> we have Mr. You're still Obvious. wearing that gorilla body, aren't you? Explains the Put hair. your pants back on, Ross. <laughs> we have Mr. <laughs> Is it Gotham Crook who appears half asleep? It's like, actually like Mr. Z. Dr. Narcolepsy? Mr. Z, Z, Z. <laughs> Mr. Polka Dot who can turn the various polka dots on his costume into weapons. We have, uh, <laughs> we, have the penny pl- we have the penny plunderer, a guy who steals pennies. Sorry, but, polka dot, oh, that's like that's, that's, that's from 1947. Thing. So that's I think a, a penny, I think a penny was worth a little bit more. A little bit more, yeah. Uh, Tally man, gums. Heard of that one? That was later. It's like banana. in the 90s. Daylight come and it was uh, a serial killer who has over 60 murders to his name. Tally man. There's a character called Thor, which I found was interesting. Like he does problem. appear in other stories. There should be an OCD victim. I don't know if this is the same know, Thor no from Asgard, because this one, it's uh, Henry Meek is a proprietor of a small museum featuring replicas of mythological curios. So, one night, a meteorite smashes through a window, does. hits the hammer of Thor, and disintegrates. Meteorite. The hammer begins to glow, and make he reaches out to examine it. After touching the hammer, he is transformed into the mighty Thor. There we go. Just like, uh, you know, Don Blake. Dr. Don Blake. There was probably a letter written for that right. one. And enunciate, uh, last, my friend. Last, enunciate. If there's one thing I know, when and a meteorite comes, don't touch space. anything of right. mythological. Uh, last but not least is the ugly American. Assassin for the U.S. government who hates non-whites and foreigners of all types. So exactly Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, Superman, I don't even know if it's worth going through. It's a small list. Bizarro Superman, Brainiac, Prankster. Which she seems a little bit too close to the Joker for me. Uses tricks and pranks in his battles against Superman. Kind of like Loki. Toy Man. Uh, Toy Man uses toys to fight Superman. Alex Evil. Well, with a name like that, what else are you going to do but be a Superman villain? Wouldn't it be ironic if he was like a do-gooder? Exactly. That'd be so awesome. And the really? Archer, a guy who ransoms millionaires and shoots them with an arrow if they don't pay. Hmm. Robin Hood. Uh, you don't have the parasite. Not on like Archer. No, what's the parasite? Oh, oh the parasite is like uh, Superman's worst enemy because if he touches Superman, he not only gains the powers of Superman, but he drains it from him. So Superman becomes uh, rogue, you know, basically a lifeless husk. But on uh, this list, there was also what about Zod? Did you say Zod? There was uh, Neo. No Zod. There was for Neo. Batman. 
wasn't there I thought my clay phase? Clay or? phase, one, two, and three. There's been multiple clay phases. Yeah, awesome. Was that on the list? No. no. Like you don't These have any of the, the big obscure guys. characters like, that nobody's going to listen. People would have turned off right. the radio. I think there should be an OCD man. I think yeah. there should be like a villain who just has to keep touching. By things. day. Anyway, his name is Bill Hunter. Just before he can make his getaway, he's got to like touch the door four times, <laughs> check the knob a couple times, and then come. Hold on. <laughs> anyway, I will get uh, to you. Hopefully, uh, one uh, one or more of those characters appears in uh, Batman versus Superman. Well, I'm hoping the Clock King. I think it, I think he's uh, a very deadly played by Flava Flav. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dre. Boy. Dr. Dre. Yeah. <laughs> Batman has incredible rogues gallery of uh a very colorful villains. A lot of them are totally ridiculous, but they are nonetheless uh, Solomon Grundy, you you left off Solomon Grundy. Yeah, well, I only did the ones that were kind of weird. Right. Kind of. You know, like Condiment King. Solomon Grundy, there was a um, they sounded like oh, okay. We got to come up with a villain. A, well, he was like mustard. Frankenstein. Ooh, right? He was a Frankenstein. <laughs> but it's based guy. on a children's sort of uh, rhyme, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Yes. Isn't it based on a Crash Test Dummy song that referred to him? No. Solomon. Saving the world from Solomon yeah. Grundy. Yeah. No. But uh, I think mm-hmm. going forward, if this movie is a success and Batman gets another franchise, it's going to be Court of Owls. That's the. I bet you the next one will be that because yeah. that's how the new Batman started, and it's just the best, the best story arc they ever had. Right? Are we doing sound effects? I'm all no, just me. Is the oh. roof leaking? <laughs> if one of you want to segue to another topic, that's it. That's all you've got. Oh, damn gonorrhea! See, I could talk. <laughs> Can somebody, somebody put a bucket under that? <laughs> put a bucket under my chair. I'm please. drowning. My feet look. My feet are getting wet. Um. Come on, that's pretty impressive. Just for yeah. shits and giggles, can I throw it on the table? Whoa! Go ahead. Throw it. Throw it on the Let's table, Jackie. Put it on the table, Jackie. I um, see it. Whip it out. Whip it out and put it on the table. <laughs> Whip it good. Um, that's a visual we all needed. Um, do you the the it's controversy? A long time. The controversy. Do you believe that Joker is a homicidal maniac? Is he insane or is he evil or is he? Because uh, there's been some speculation. Well, the about new that. the new take in the new Batman is that the Joker is an immortal of some sort who has been around for a hundred years or more. This is in the comic book. Yeah, in the comic book. In the Batman. For those comic of you at home. Yes. I'm referring, if you were here, you'd see that I was holding up a comic book and pointing it's with my finger. Anything. Could you put some clothes well, on? Well, it's not holding Just a comic book, I can tell you that. That's all I ask. But yeah, so the Joker in the new one, they find a picture book. of him in old Gotham from about a hundred and something years ago. So is he some sort of incarnate evil being, or is he like Nicholson, where he fell into like the wax from a playing card company? Oh my God, <laughs> worst premise ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But actually, in, in the in the, it's funny you brought that up because uh, in the in the first Batman movie with Michael Keaton, nineteen eighty nine, Tim Burton, Batman and Joker were envisioned as sort of two sides of the same coin, and they changed it during the script to make it you know one one is much older and created the other, and it got kind of convoluted. Well, it's always a kind of a the idea is like who's crazier exactly, right. and and I think in the end it was a bit of a cop out once they cast Jack Nicholson by making him older and having you know being that you dance from the devil into the pale moonlight and you know he killed Bruce Wayne's parents and then you know that created Bruce Wayne or created Batman. But originally it, the Joker was going to be a more of a, a contemporary. It was going to be again the two sides of the same coin. You're both a little bit crazy, but one fights for good and one is a force of evil. And they were going the 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 casting that was uh, bandied about in '88 or so when they were uh, doing the movie was Ray Liotta, who mm, would have been really? perfect as the opposite of Michael Keaton. Ray Liotta. That's what I said. <laughs> you said back it up. That's what I said. It's exactly what I said. Um, you said Stanley Kubrick's Lolita. <laughs> but isn't that basically describing the relationship I I for, for the Heath Ledger Joker into Batman when he says that I, I don't exist without you? I don't want to kill you. You right. I, I need Very you. Very similar. In fact, I think Christopher Nolan picked up on that. And, and I think that's the key to the whole Batman-Joker relationship is they're really two sides of the same coin, but one sort of keeps control of the madness and tries to do right, and the other just lets his freak flag fly. So 
So well, that's the so modern. the consensus is that Joker is just off his nut. He's well, insane, no or or is he, he, he keeps coming back as different things? Or is it's it like more the, like a contrived? Well, you have Heath Ledger, who's kind of like uh, malevolent. You know, he's like if Dustin Hoffman was going to be the Joker. He's kind of eccentric mm. in, a, in, a, in a kind of twitchy way. Right. And now the new Joker has got metal teeth and covered in tattoos. And Jared, he looks like just some sort of badass. I'm a little worried Mad about Max. this new Joker. Actually. I kind of like it. I think it looks. No, I'm worried about his where he's coming from because he's too young to be the original Joker. No, so but what he's does not. The, this is a whole new. They just. I think that time doesn't shouldn't exist. In You're kind of contradicting yourself, Ross, because now it's a young Joker, and you don't like. Well, him in the sense I don't like that, him old. I don't like him young. I no, like no, him. I'm saying <laughs> right that, where I like him. In this new movie, as Chad has pointed out, or in the, in the Suicide Squad, the Joker like is him, much younger than Batman, Ben Affleck, who is in the Suicide Squad. Right. So the timeline doesn't make sense. They're no longer two sides of the same okay. coin. My sense. worry, like Harvey spoiler alert, is that spoil if you know, you know. I don't know, but I'm hypothesizing. I don't know yet, but Potential I have a feeling I'm going alert. to. I like how I have to pause for a minute before I keep going with my thoughts. I um, have to pause. Name of the show. Uh, is that uh, I think pause they're going to follow the Dark Knight Returns too, and this Joker that's played by. What's his name? Jared, Jared Leto. Leto. Yeah. It's going to be uh, Dick Dick Grayson. Hmm. That explains. He's gone crazy, and that's why he's the new Joker. He's not the original Joker, and that's why he's much younger. But they didn't. Sure. They, they're not doing that in the current Batman. No, but they did in the Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns too. Yeah, but they, I, I don't. Th- I think that they're going to catch up to where they are now. I don't, I don't think, think there's any tie between the movies and the t- and the comic books at this point. I think I think you're full of what's that word? <laughs> Bullshit. In, I can't believe genius. you guys, I, 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 No, that wasn't it. I can't believe that no one's it. talking about how he destroyed Daredevil. Who? Joker? Affleck. No, but it's hmm. just... This is my favorite look. thing. I'm blind. You know how you can tell I'm blind? Because one eye turns in slightly. Because everybody knows that when you're blind, you look like this. Everybody's got a lazy eye. When they, it, it is like kind of true. It's like the stupidest thing. So there's no doubt that Ben Affleck Hello. really screwed the pooch playing Matt Murdock slash Daredevil. That was a terrible movie. And in all <sighs> fairness, it was super low budget. They had all practical effects all the way through that film. And I think that they they tried to do something with a character that nobody gave a yeah. shit about. Yeah. I think uh, the director's cut is better. They gave a lazy eye. Well, yeah. I, How, was, wasn't he it, doesn't was know it? what his eye is doing. He's blind. Yeah, exactly. That's it's, cool. it's like, oh my <laughs> But God. he only became blind at eight, so you'd think he'd know what his eyes but what, would do. But wasn't before it then. like a, it was like a trauma, right? No, it was a trauma. So he, he could see up until the trauma. So what, what caused I think he the just eye to suddenly turn I think in? He was not, like, he, that was just, yeah, his Yeah, that, this has been Affleck acting, I have dead eyes. Yeah. <laughs> acting. Acting. It's acting. I am a master thespian. Genius. However, if you've watched the recent Daredevil on Netflix, they nail it on that show. He's perfect as Matt Murdock slash Daredevil. Hmm. He fights like he can see. <laughs> he fights. <laughs> he fights in a really badly, and he often. There's gets a scene in Daredevil where they fight in a hallway. Episode two. Yeah, it's episode just the two. best fight ever. Nothing matches it. It's it like is, it is uh, by far, I think, the best fight scene of any superhero. I movie. was convinced he could see. That whole radar <laughs> vision thing. When I heard that about that fight in the hallway, it made me think of uh, Inception. Is it something like that? Uh, Where they're running around. I know what you mean, but uh, this is no. this is very visceral. I think it's Casino a, Royale, the fight in the bathroom, was pretty goddamn. It's more it's, like it's, Captain America. It's visceral in the same sense as the Casino Royale fight. So absolutely right. Like small confined area. Very small confined area, but it's a single Lethal. shot. It's like Hitchcock and rope. Hmm. There is no cutting. And it, it's a confined hallway with rooms. And what's interesting is he'll disappear to a room fighting some guys, and then he'll come back into the hallway as they're thrown across out of the door and, and go into another room. And it's very brutal. So it's like Mr. Magoo where they run in one door and then they come out the door here. And <laughs> is, there, is there a campy song playing? Yeah. They made camp- a mistake with the music <laughs> because <laughs> the music is... <laughs> 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 is there a Scooby-Doo campy song playing when they yeah, exactly. different doors? Yeah. But the thing yeah. about it is that unlike the Captain America elevator scene, oh. which is very scene. confined, and, but it's all superhero fighting. Like the way all the fighting is enacted, whereas in Daredevil, all that fighting looks so real. Yeah. It looks like, because like Banshee, like, Daredevil so it's like vi- is exhausted. It's like, it's like yeah. violent and brutal and quick. Very, but very. you know how, like in in the real world, a fight is fast because people get tired. Well, can really I quickly. throw a like, couple of 
hits. You know, and before then you tired. know, your arms are hanging. Yeah. This is why, like, you see professional boxers who do this for a living and train all the time. And fourth round, if it's a fast, heavy hitting fight, they can barely lift their arms. You know, hmm. so by tenth round, they're like completely spent. The Daredevil fight was like nonstop fighting, and you could just see that the actor who was playing Daredevil was exhausted. Like he just couldn't. He was like he had to keep mustering up the guts to like keep going because he's fighting like eight and guys or whatever, right? He is, and he's not using just his arms and his legs. He's using his body. Like he's, yeah, he's crushing them against walls. He jumps off the wall and throws himself yeah, at them. Yeah, in any which way. And and this is all to save a kid that's been kidnapped by a Russian Russian. I think it's a Russian mob. Yeah. Let's call them Ukrainians. Uh, right. We're just gonna Ukrainian Russians. We're gonna target them on this. We'll say Ukrainian Russians. Let's call them Eastern European. This show is never gonna be popular in Crimea. Um, but uh, it's, it's just it, he, he, uh, Chad's absolutely right. You can almost see the sweat because he is just it is just a it, it's a question of endurance hmm. in that scene, and it's the best scene in the entire show. Right, and it's because it's at the end of episode two, it sells the entire series. You just you're there for the rest of it because that is just so visceral and so awesome. Right, and Marvel, uh, you know, to bring this back on topic, yep. Daredevil is Marvel's Batman. Is he? Mm. He is. He's a guy with, he can see because he's blind, but he's got radar senses, but he's not got superpowers. He's not super strong. He relies on his agility and his mm. training. See, I disagree. I think that Marvel's Sorry, what? Batman, I didn't catch that. Uh, disagree. It's, what? It's what everybody what does you, to you. It's what? the thing that you tune out. <laughs> Sorry, you, Oliver <laughs> Queen, Hawkeye, they're all just guys who are really good at something. I would say right. that Batman was more like Tony Stark. Bruce Wayne was more like Tony Stark. Yes. But I think the that truly that the Punisher is Batman. No. Yeah, the Punisher, sure. Yeah. His family got killed. He no. became a badass. He yeah. has guns and he, I, I and he shoots that. everybody well, dead. He, not originally, though. Originally, no, no, no. he used rubber he sh- bullets. No, he, yeah, no, he shoots everybody. In this first appearance in Spider-Man 127, That's Amazing right. Spider-Man. Can I just say that I got that right? Amazing Spider-Man 127, a comic which I own. after Man-Wolf. Written by Jerry Conway and illustrated by Ross Andrew. Uh, he... he He's definitely killing people. There's in the second no appearance day. in Spider-Man. It starts with Spider-Man la ti da ti da because that's the that's sorry what now he goes la ti da ti da that's right. what he does that's part of the, it's in the little no, thought goes, bubble in his he head goes, he says it dun 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 <laughs> that's what he does exactly <laughs> so he's he's swinging on his, little, on his little ropey things words. <laughs> must get swinging on his ropey things city I'll do the sound effect danger thwip. Can I ask a question just while we're on yeah. this topic? Who, now you're cutting me do. off. I who, had a very important... Who was the artist who started uh, drawing the um, Spider-Man's web like a barbed wire? Uh, Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane. Oh, that's McFarlane. Which is, yeah. which is a throwback to Steve Ditko, but uh, we were talking about him earlier. Yeah, no. Or yesterday. He reinvented a lot of the web stuff. Yeah. Okay, I think Chad, Palmiata, go back to your thing. Palmiata I think, did a better job, I think. I think I you were going someplace, Chad. Go back to it. Anywho, in the beginning of the important. second episode, second second appearance of Punisher, Spider-Man is swinging through the city, and this guy goes, and he's falling out of a building. So Spider-Man grabs him and says, come with me. Let's go back and see what's going on up there. And the guy's like, no, no, don't take me back there. The guy's crazy. And when they get up there, Spider-Man gets up in the balcony, and Punisher is just gunning down the room, right? And Spider-Man's like, hey, whoa. It's kind of hey man, uh, chill man. Why? Hey man, chill. Can we all be friends? Peace, like, why man. You, why are you shooting people? <laughs> yeah. You could just web them. Oh, that's right. That's just that's me. what I do. Um, right. Sorry, I don't know. Stick net. You can get a net. Yeah, it's like what a person would do. That that gun that shoots the net. Exactly. Tasers. Yeah. Goo gun. They have those goo guns. You get <laughs> one of those. And anyway, so silly string. After everybody's been taken out, Punisher says, "Listen, don't worry about it. They were just rubber <laughs> bullets, and he didn't kill anybody." He knocked a guy out of a building. He would have died. But he <laughs> no, didn't. He Did you remember timed. that part? The part that you brought up. <laughs> he was he knew Spider-Man uh-huh. was coming. He uh-huh. knew it. Yeah, uh-huh. he timed it. Uh-huh. And 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 uh-huh. in all fairness, right. that guy jumped. Right. Yeah. He didn't yeah. get thrown. He, he, yeah. he ran for his life. That was Ouch. his choice. Rubber bullets hurt. Because he said that was his choice. I'm gonna take my chances falling 70 stories. <laughs> because I'm more likely to survive that. Shot. <laughs> yeah. By rubber bullets. Uh-huh. From across the room behind a couch. Right. Yeah, no. Uh, despite that, <laughs> but he is Batman. Like everything about no, no, him, like not. even his family gets no, no, killed no. in the park. No. Similar he has scenario. no interest in justice. He only has interest in killing. The Punisher. Justice with a vengeance.
No, but I don't know. Batman's Batman just a rich douchebag who beats people up. Either. Sorry, who was talking? I was. And you Batman like a girl there. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Batman. Batman doesn't have doesn't care for justice. Yes, he does. No. I, thought no. I thought it was Dawn of Justice. Yeah, no. I'm, I think the I lines are very blurred with him. I think he's just a he rich just guy shoot. who likes to beat up bad guys because he gets off on it. He just doesn't like guns. Well, again, we disagree. Sorry, Jackie, did you have a particular uh, comic book issue you want to talk about? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Joining these, guy, these guys. Moving on. Quoting and Spider-Man issue 136. That is one of, one of three issues of Spider-Man that I can I remember. Hmm. That one, Man Wolf. I like the Man Wolf one because oh, I had cool. the record one. Yeah, that was right after Gwen Stacy died. It's very powerful. Hmm. I didn't even, who Gwen? Gwen who? Oh, don't, don't. <laughs> is, is did she? Did he marry her? Is that the one he married? He should have married. Oh, Mary Jane. Mary Jane Osborne. Mary Jane. Was she Osborne. married? Was that Mary was her last Jane. name Osborne? No. Was she Norman Osborne's Watson. daughter? Watson. Watson. Mary Jane that Watson. That doesn't sound right. It was Mary Jane Watson, <laughs> who had the most incredible appearance in uh, Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 41. She'd been teased all along. There's a, there was a neighbor of Aunt May called Mrs. Watson. You must be my niece, Peter. She's really nice. I saw the first Spider-Man movie. We and, all did. No, no. This is in the comic books. So Mrs. Watson says, you must meet my niece. She's really nice. And Peter, of course, is like, really nice? Uh, yeah, I'm going to stay away from this girl no matter what. And in issue 41, drawn by the legendary John Romita, she shows up in the door and she says, face it, Tiger. And you just hit the jackpot. And it's Mary Jane Watson is, is possibly the most beautiful woman ever drawn in a comic book. Hmm. I just saw an interview with Stan Lee and he said that uh, he was away when uh, they killed her. Yes. Well, he, so, was no longer, he was no longer writing. He was uh, the editor emeritus in Hollywood trying to get movies made. And he was, he was really disappointed about that. He really didn't want that to happen. Well... You can say that in retrospect, but I don't know. There'll be a lot of people saying, "Oh God, I want her to die." No, it was unheard of in comic books. Though. It was Killing to kill it. somebody first of all, but to kill like a major character or a woman. Yeah, that was before Game of Thrones. Long before <laughs> you start offering, coming. you just start offing people left and right. Yeah, no, you have to start with Sean Bean, though. Of course, he he gets killed and everything. I think, but is he really dead? It was Stephen King and uh, was no, the, the he mist. Has no head. Yeah, that really changed everything in film because it used to be really a no-no for kids to get killed. And right, I really disliked that ending. You know, I think that that is. I like the ending in the book. Yeah, but uh-huh. in the movie, uh-huh. it was really stupid because they're in the car uh-huh. and he's like, it's "Okay, like, yeah. I'm gonna kill my kid and then I'm gonna kill myself." And he kills the kid and then it's like, "Oh, look, the army's here." Yeah, and they're like, "Oh." oh. Um, what movie? The Mist. The Mist. Stephen King. Yeah, another uh, Frank Darabont. It was a pretty Stephen good King movie. Film. I read the short story. That's right. Yeah. So they made a movie of it. So in the same in the same collection as Stand by Me was made. Uh, no, that no, that was in, the Mist was in the Skeleton Crew. Yeah, the one you're talking about is different seasons. Yeah, which had seasons, seasons, yeah. which had apt pupil. Had Rita Hayworth in the Shawshank Redemption, which was yeah. the Shawshank Redemption. Uh-huh. Yep. It had uh, the Body, which I was Stand by Me. And then it had the breathing method, which was another great story, and that didn't. About Lamaze class? <laughs> it's about a woman who takes Lamaze before Lamaze is popular. Then her name is actually Sandy Lamaze. Oh, spoiler! She gets decapitated in a car accident and still gives birth to the baby, and that baby is Gordy, who's the little boy who stars in Stand by Me in the bo- that story. Which oh is why when the oldest son got killed in a car accident. They never loved Gordy the same way. Hey, here's Gordy a weird thing. Was, if a woman was pregnant whoa, in the her, end times and her baby died before she delivered it, would it eat its way out? Hmm. This has gotten Unlikely. really dark. Really dark. <laughs> there was there was a great. So which one was it that had the short story about the raft? Uh, the evil thing yeah, in the, the water. Raft. That's um skeleton crew. Yeah, skeleton crew had like 30. they made a movie about that too, right? I don't. I think they did actually. Yeah, yeah recently they, there was a series of movies that were made. Uh, Stephen King calls them dollar babies. Because they be, there were student films, and that's how Frank Darabont got started with Stephen King, is they'd contact Stephen King and they say, oh, we want to shoot one of your short stories, and he'd sell them the rights for a dollar. Yes, and then they'd, right. they'd make the shorts. And Frank, is he the one who coined the term, I'd buy that for a dollar? <laughs> no, that was Maybe. Robocop. <laughs> uh, but that is, that, that is absolutely true. And in fact, it's the only way Frank Darabont was ever to make the yeah. Shawshank. He made um, The Girl in the Room, didn't he? That was, was one of his shorts he made. Maybe a little later than that. That's probably in the late 80s. 
I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not... What about the uh, possessed truck one with Emilio oh Estevez? God. Stephen King himself directed that. Maximum, Maximum Overdrive. Overdrive. Ma- that's it. Yeah. It's not that bad when you watch it, but it's not great. Oh, because it's got Emilio Estevez. It's it was really... no Christine. <laughs> Christine was yeah. an awful movie. What? It was an awful movie. I loved all possessed car movies. The car. Uh, the car is a great film. The car is great. That scared the shit out of me when I was me- a kid. I saw it in the theater. I was like, fuck. You saw that in the theater? How yeah. did they let you right in the theater? They didn't give a shit. I, I grew up in Wyarton, Ontario. Right. I remember. <laughs> was it I the remember. Wild West? You got six people in anything here now. Can get, anything, anything, goes, get away. anything goes in Wyarton. Well, the only I, time I snuck into a, a restricted movie, I was 16 and I went to see The Boogans. And that scared the gosh darn holy heck out of me. And Stephen King actually wrote a thing. He said, this is one of the most terrifying movies I've ever he seen. He was lying. Some things shouldn't be disturbed. Some questions shouldn't be asked. Sometimes it's better not to be so curious to let well enough alone. If you go looking for trouble, chances are you're going to find it. The Boogans Radar. In, possibly. Did you say the, bo- the Boogans? The Boogans, yeah. Who, do you know anything about you know, that? that rings like, a bell. Um, I have it yeah. on DVD at home. I, it's a, it was this thing where it's a mining town, and then uh, it, the mines were sealed up, but of course all the houses were interconnected with these underground passageways. Hmm. And then you know some kids or some international conglomerate <laughs> opens the kids. thing, opens the cave, and then whatever was in it that they sealed it in the first place comes out. But the best part is you don't see it. You don't see what the thing is until the very end. It that just is the best way to do it a horror just, movie. It comes out from underneath things. It's just like people get pulled underneath stuff and then horrible things happen. So they said in the in the review in the paper, they said, anything you need out of your basement for the next six months, get it now before you go see this movie. Right. And then on the way home, I'm not kidding, I'm like avoiding parked cars. It was and So when you do see it, it was very low budget and it was a terrible cheesy looking thing. But it didn't matter because at that point you've already established this unknown thing that comes from underneath. Things. I love it. It, it was, I think we it should was Really watch good. it and talk about it in the next episode. I'll find it. I have it on DVD exact, and I'll loan it to you. That is the best type of horror movies where you have no idea what it is that actually mm. is attacking you. Mm. It's like Alien. They never showed you a- the Alien until the very end. Or even Jaws. Or Jaws, of course. I mean, well, which was, you know, even if it's driven by budget, who cares? Or, right. you know, the practical effects of Bruce didn't work. It doesn't right. matter. Right. The ultimate result is you can't see it. And until the very end, and it scares the living bejesus out of did you. Did you in Cloverfield? Did you see the? Did you see the monster until the very end? Yeah, I, th- I think at the end you see it. Yeah. Yeah, you but you don't it. see it before that, Not though. Really, no. Maybe a foot here or there or something like that. That was pretty creepy. Did he clip his toenails. There was. He's like Are big elephant feet. There was another movie that was made around the same time that didn't have as much um, draw, but it was. What's it called? The Monsters. The Monsters, and it was about a very similar to Cloverfield. Oh yeah, where, it's just called the monster. Wasn't the monster, it? Yeah. yeah, and where they go to South America or something. Yeah, it starts in South America, and so yeah. it's like aliens come down with these giant monster-like things, kind of Pacific Rimish, and so our world ends up having to create a giant barrier, to, you know, at Mex at the Mexican border. Wait a minute! <laughs> Wait a minute! Who movie? paid for that? Donald, <laughs> the biggest monster had this weird hairdo that Donald Trump back. is right. What was the one with Tom Sizemore? When there was there was something in the leaves, and then when you ate it, you turned into the thing, but you didn't actually see the monster. What, what the heck was that? I'm not sure. Horse Some Gump. anthropologist, and it came back from the Amazon. Did you have you ever seen the host Korean? Mm, I've heard of that. I haven't seen. Ah, it. it's pretty scary. That's another one where the same guy did yeah. um, Snowpiercer, which to this day disturbs me. That, is was, that was okay. Oh, yeah, I liked it. That was a very disturbing movie. You're, are you talking about the Chris, Chris Evans? Evans? Yeah. Yes, and that's he is amazing in that. Yes, it's a very disturbing film. Cabin in the Woods was a, probably my favorite horror film I've seen in the last maybe that's 10 years. That's pretty damn creepy. It was I a creepy premise. I didn't like that movie. Really? What? How could you not like that movie? You know movie? why I didn't like it? Is I didn't like the choice of monsters. Mm. I didn't like the choice that it ended up being z- with zombies well, and neither, neither did yeah, the guys sort of in the control room. But there was like this whole bunch down at the bottom, but it was yeah. like most of the movie they were battling zombies. Like they sent up one. That was the whole joke, though. When yeah. the guys were all disappointed, and they would take bets. And why do they always pick the zombie family? Yeah, well, that's the way I feel. I'm so sick of zombies. Are so boring. Kind of played out. 
that really was kind of the point because the guys, like you said, in the control room were like, why is it never I wouldn't see the werewolf because they're werewolf. When they get downstairs, you see a werewolf in one of the rooms. I think maybe you missed the point of the film, Chad. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it's like just a, not clever enough like for, a, for it, another. It was the whole is that Kevin Smith or Joss Whedon? Joss Whedon. Uh, yeah, it's Joss Whedon. Uh, oh, produced. Joss Whedon. He's produced. so much smarter than me. Did he direct it? I don't know that he directed I know, it. He, he might have written a script. It. Yeah. He he wrote it or something. I don't yeah, think. Right. I don't know if he. It wasn't just he was a producer. Involved. No, but I think he he wrote it. If he didn't direct it, mm. I'm over Joss Whedon. Yeah, me too. He can suck it, Joss. I wouldn't you're listening. Far. I don't think he's listening. After Age you of Ultron, uh, you can suck it. Whoa. You told uh, uh, you told um, Mel Gibson to suck it last episode. Oh, uh, Mel, Mel Gibson can, can suck it and hold it. He's he's he should be done. <laughs> he, he can suck it. Done. Suck it and swallow. But yeah. no teeth. No teeth. <gasps> no teeth, Mel. Honey, come on over here, sugar buns. This machine just called me an asshole. So speaking oh, yeah. of of the Expanse, what the Expanse was brilliant. Well, you agree with Jackie then? Yes, she, it we, was. She brilliant. talked about. I forget what episode. It's we're like too. It's like if Blade Runner wasn't a boring heap of shit. I don't. Now you're just trying to be provocative, and I'm not yeah. going to take the bait. I didn't I say like it earlier because it wasn't on, on record. Oh. Okay. But Blade Runner was boring. Were you the guy that didn't like Cabin in the Woods? So go fuck yourself. Yeah, I think they were. They come from. Suck it and swim come suck see it. a boring movie. <laughs> Me and Mel Gibson can go suck it and see a good movie. They're redoing that Blade Runner. You want to hang out with? No, Mel they're not. Yeah. We can't be friends anymore. Why in God's name would you remake one of the biggest cult movies of all time? Which one? Uh, Blade Runner. It's like they're remaking Rocky Horror Picture with Show. Ford. Why? What? No, what? no, no, no. Yeah, that that is like. Yeah, they're remaking Rocky Horror Picture Show. That is the worst thing they could ever. So do. let's take one of the biggest cult musicals. That was then made into one of the biggest cult films and remake it because... You can't remake that movie, though. There's well, just no way. Like, We could have Justin Bieber. You could have Taylor Swift. <laughs> you could have, uh, oh, my God. Can I throw my phone at you? I'm going to pull a Russell Crowe at you. Madonna's <laughs> playing Frankenfurter. There you go. No, you she's not. No, no, she's no. That would be actually pretty good. No. Madonna should be done. No, they can't she make... She should be done. Wow. Oh, she's been done a lot. Oh, I think she's been done a lot. And and just never be heard from again. I'm going to wrap this up. So, um, uh, what do you think? Uh, how, who do you think would win in a Batman versus Superman matchup? You can Spider-Man. let us. You can let us know. I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to the. Shit. I'm talking to the ether. I'm talking to the the unknown. Our audience. Audience. Our un, our audience. If uh, you want to let us know, you can. If you want to let us know, you can reach us through our email, nerds at nerdstocking.com or via Twitter at nerdstockingpod. Good night. And ask questions. We like questions. Uh, please. Is that your your farewell? And ask questions. Everywhere in life, Good, please ask, ask questions. questions. Is that your sign off? Life Hi. is <laughs> questions. I'd like a you. grande Americano. That's, and, your, that's, that's not a question. That's and a please, someone say Ross so we can stop having seizures. If only you knew the language. Ask that, questions? That would be good, hard to that. Was it just a statement of ask questions? That would questions be a good, about asses? Ask. ask questions? Oh, ask questions. all about the asses. Speaking of <laughs> that would be a good That would be a good sign-off for like Walter Cronkite. Ask no, questions. No, the asses. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> not that one. The Ever ask questions one. It's like a Monty Python sign-off. And now the asses. Asses the question. And now for a completely different ass. Uh, All right. Well, there was a man. We're out. Good night.